Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host. And we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all well. On the show this week, we've got the fantastic Matt of August Burns Red. I sat down with Matt for a little conversation all about their brand new record, which is out now. It's absolutely fantastic. They've got a US tour coming up as well. Make sure you check that out if you're ever at one of our US friends. But you know what? I have to do an apology, a public service apology to the lovely Joe who looks after their PR and say that we didn't really talk about the album. We didn't really talk about the tour. We just had a good old chin wag. And you know what? That means so much more to me than anything. This is a, a fucking great conversation. I absolutely love this band. And it's a real honor to get to sit down and, and chat with Matt about drums, chat with him about life and everything else. It was a real, real honor. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking this out. My name's been Matt. You're listening to the Nevermind Poly Podcast with Matt of August Burns Red. Let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. I hope you're all well. This week on the show, I've got the fantastic Matt of August Burns Red. How are you doing, sir? Doing very well. Nice to meet you, Matt. Yes, Matt. The, the curse of the two Matts. This is going to be potentially an audio nightmare, so I would invite <laughs> everyone to YouTube if you haven't already. But um, yeah, how's, how's your day been? How's things? It's going very well. I, I'm home in my studio, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And what, what you can't see is over here to my right mm. is uh, my touring drum set. <clears throat> so this is my studio kit behind me. For this sure. is what I record my drum playthroughs on. It's all mm-hmm. mic'd up. Over here is my studio, my touring kit. And mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the drum set I take on tour. And I just had out on our 20-year anniversary tour. Yeah. And it is not set up yet. It's just sort of scrambled on the floor. Yeah, it's in pieces. So I need to get that set up. and actually start practicing again for the tour even though it's the same exact set list set yeah. lists there are two different set lists it's mm-hmm. a lot of material and i don't want to get to the point where i'm like shoot yeah. i can't remember how to play the songs that i worked on for <laughs> two months before the tour and yeah not play catch up so it's a it's a it's a mix of drumming farming and i have to work on taxes today too yeah absolutely so it's, it's a lot Yikes. a lot of stuff, lot of stuff going on um so obviously we're, we're predominantly here to talk about obviously the tour uh, and the fact that august burns road are about to drop their 10th studio record now you know many bands don't reach sort of their third or fourth record so have 10 and 20 years in the game is a hell of a feat so my first kind of question is is how does that feel for you how are you kind of feeling because Looking back nostalgically t- towards twenty years of being in a band, obviously the new record. How's how you how's your feeling and mood and things? Hmm. Well, I like how you set that up. It kind of it it makes me think about the nostalgia of mm. it all, and it and it also makes me realize what I guess I've been thinking the whole time we've been on this tour mm-hmm. uh, is is that I'm just really grateful. I, it's amazing to me that we could be a band for this long. I just said in an interview prior to this one that it's amazing to do one thing for 20 years, but you know what? It's, it's incredible to do anything in the music industry for more than 
I think a couple years. And the fact that I've been doing this for so long is, is really awesome. I, I, I've always thought it's going to be one of those things where uh, I'm 37. So that's just fast forward. Now I'm, I'm 60. I think when I look back, I will realize even more than I do now, obviously how incredible it is to have been a band for so long. Yeah. But I, it's easy to see right now. We have so much to be thankful for. And at the same time, we've worked really hard to get here. Yeah. We have, we have really amazing fans supporting us and this tour that we're doing that we're, we're currently on a break. I'm on a month break between the two legs is like a celebration. We go out on stage and Jake's like, how's everybody doing Denver? We're August Burns Red. And it's like, people are there to celebrate whether it's the first time they've seen us mm-hmm. or they saw us back in 2004 or five. And they're like, Hey honey, uh, let's get a babysitter. That yeah. band we used to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. That band, they're still doing it. Oh yeah. They're still doing it. They've never yeah. stopped. They're about to put out full length number 10 and they're playing downtown. Let's go see them. So there's just a, a wide variety of different fans that are coming out to support us. And it's like a party every single night that we play. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I can I can be a, a testament to that because you were actually the second band I ever saw live in concert when I was a young whippersnapper at 14 years old. Um, you guys were opening with uh, Days Remember and Bring Me the Horizon um, playing in Norwich. And then you guys recently played Norwich with Barry Tomorrow. And it was a lovely like kind of full circle moment. And I was just like, Fuck yeah, this band still absolutely slapped this this far this uh, this late long. You know what I mean? Wow. So that was the same. I don't think I put it together that that, that was the same venue. But you're right. That was the same venue we played on that a day to remember bring me tour. Yeah. Okay. So here's something I want to talk about that might not be so obvious if you're a listener to this or even for you, Matt. Um, is when you're in a band for this long, so much life happens. Yeah. To course. you in a span of five years, 10 years, 15 years. So we talk about a tour that happened back in 2009 or 10 or 11, right? And that's a long time ago. But then my brain goes to all of the things that have happened on a personal level at home in between the tours or during the tours in that span of time. So if you think, if you're listening to this and you think, man, I've been at this job for five years, you think about the job memories you have, the highs and the lows, but then think about all the personal things that have happened parallel to that. For those five years it's yeah. just it's the same thing being in a band except yeah. it's a it's a little more dramatic sometimes because you leave home for a month or you leave home for six weeks and all of these things continue on at home they don't pause even mm. though it feels like it you come home and you know your your friend who just got married is now going to be a dad you know or yeah. um your your parent your your mom was working a full-time shop she just retired Right. So there's all these things that are happening so quickly. And uh, all the while we're we're still doing the same thing 20 years later. And, and it's just so cool that we get to do this, all this, all these years in the bag. Absolutely. And that's the thing as well. You've been like a prolifically uh, active band in terms of just putting out music and then touring, putting out music, touring. And, you know, I guess kind of there's two ways to look at it. Potentially you might be kind of looking at other bands who take, you know, like six, seven, eight year gaps between albums and gone, wow, I really like, I wish I had that. But also like you're just consistently just 
doing the thing, you know, and it is really, really cool to see. So do you kind of, how do you find touring things? Because obviously you're about to go out in America um, as this sort of goes out in April. Um, so how, how is kind of your mindset a bit versus being on tour versus kind of being at home and with family and friends and things like that? Mm, no, that's a great question. On tour, I, <laughs> I would, I would describe it as all about one thing every single day. Yeah, of course. Life, which mm -hmm. is the show is what matters. But the unique thing about this tour is we have meet and greets, which we usually do. I have lessons, which I usually do. And we have sound checks, which we always do. But everything's bigger. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I'm the kind of person that takes everything I do pretty seriously. Like mm -hmm. I don't just mow the yard to get the grass shorter. I want to yeah. make it look good too. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And so I carry that everywhere I go. So if I'm on tour and I'm doing a, a lesson with one student, it's the same as doing it for six students and it's going to be, I'm going to do the best I can. And so I, I take on a lot of pressure personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of and at home, I'm able to just exhale. So a good example of this is last week I got home from this tour. Yeah. Went on a vacation with my wife, came home, got sick. And it was just like a 24-hour GI bug that a lot of people get, but it knocked me off my feet. And yeah. I was saying to my wife, I think it's because my body knows, Matt, you're home, you can relax. And I was just so tired and <laughs> my guard was down that my body's like, okay, finally, we can just yeah. lay in bed for 24 hours, which is, is, is exactly what I did, actually. It was nice. <laughs> that's, that's the thing as well like as soon as as soon as you um you know so again similar to that like in terms of like if you're driving somewhere right if you think about driving you're more likely to make mistakes versus then you're just autopiling it because you're not consciously thinking about the thing that you're doing if that makes sense that that's a perfect absolutely analogy. um so i want to talk about 20 years obviously in the band what keeps you personally motivated because you know, me doing this podcast and various other things, I know that I can get stuck in a rut. I can get kind of kind of down in the dumps and just like, okay, ugh, like all this stuff I've got to do, like all the boring stuff, like taxes, like you said earlier and, and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. How do you keep yourself from keep going, keep that momentum flowing? Mm -hmm. Well, I think I'll say what I actually said before this in another episode. It was kind of unrelated, but it's something mm -hmm. I, I thought before I started recording, what's one thing I want someone listening to take away? Absolutely. Like we can talk about the new album, Death Below. We can talk yep. about the tour. But what's, what's something that you can take away from this that you can't maybe get easily anywhere else? I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's insightful. And it's this. It's, it's that everything matters. Every single thing you do matters. The smallest details really do matter. We look back on 20 years and you think about the beginning. We didn't have money to record an album. So we had a bake sale. We sold pizzas, like pizza kits. And we yeah. donated plasma mm -hmm. all to raise $750 to record our first EP. And you think to yourself, Oh my gosh, could that have really mattered? Absolutely. Because we were proving to ourselves that it's not about how much money you make. It's not about how good the songs are. It's not about how many likes or follows or how much acknowledgement you get or something. It's really just about the fact that you care. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I want to succeed in a band or I want to succeed at my job or I want to enjoy life more than I do now. You have, what I learned in the past, it was probably seven years ago, I went through something and I had to steer myself away from this idea that everything you do needs to be acknowledged and 
needs to be, um, you need to be compensated or reimbursed for it financially, even like this has to make me money. Otherwise there's no use doing it. And if you want all joy stolen from your life, that's a pretty good road to take. But if you want to, (laughs) if you want to enjoy what you do, just because it's, it gives you something that's fulfilling just because you care about it, then, um, all the details in life really do matter. All the relationships, all the conversations you have, every single task, even if it's not acknowledged or seen, it's behind closed doors. If you're doing it, um, it, it really does matter. And it actually all adds up to this bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And that would be the story of ABR, is that we never really had this huge jump yeah. from one album to the next. There were definitely cornerstone foundational albums like Messengers and Constellations and Leveler. But um, but every little detail mattered, and they still do to this day. Yeah, absolutely, and that that is you know that makes perfect sense. And you know what? Like I I try to not to think too profoundly about the podcast. It's just me having a conversation with you know people like yourself who I'm very, very fond of and their music and things. But that is the reason why I do it. Like conversation, like do you know what I mean? So like you say, we mm-hmm. can chat about the album, chat about the tour, and it's all kind of fine. But when you get gems like that, so thank you. That's really really lovely. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I wanted to kind of uh, ask as well, because um, comparatively, um, it's always interesting to see albums versus albums. So the previous album, uh, Guardians, how did you kind of approach it if you did approach it differently with this record? Mm -hmm. So our new album, Death Below, which Mm -hmm. I assume will be, is out by the time people are hearing this. Absolutely, yeah, of course. Okay, listen to Death Below. (laughs) You can listen to it while you're listening to this episode. Um we're currently recording this the day before it comes out, probably just, I don't know, eight hours beforehand, actually. So we're almost there. Um, We wrote and recorded death below starting in COVID Mm -hmm. and leading into the recording process, which I'm sure you've talked to other bands who have had that experience. For me, 2020 was actually a really good year. Mm -hmm. I can empathize with people who had a terrible time and it was a challenging year for, for most people, I would say. But all of us had a different experience over COVID. And I think coming together and writing this album, we, we had to figure out how as a band we were going to manage this. Because yeah. the way that COVID was handled in the U.S. was, was really sloppy, was mm-hmm. really mismanaged, and no one really knew what was going on. And, and there were a lot of gross things that happened. Absolutely. And I think, I think, I think what, what happened here in our band on a, on a micro level was just, it was good for us, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't clean. And I, I don't know how much of a difference that made musically on the album uh, or even lyrically, but, but from a, from the perspective of us as a band, we were at a different place than we were on guardians because we were having to have conversations that honestly sucked. They were not, they were not fun to have, but they, they inevitably brought us to a better understanding um, as five guys playing in a band. I would say death below is I like death below more than I like guardians. And the reason I like it more is I think it's a, it's a bigger jump in the direction of being mature and being settled into our sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been at times it's hard for me to just settle in with a drum part and not switch from one to the next. I think on, on death below you hear more of a relaxed i'm going to sit here for a while and do this one thing and not yeah. feel like i have to jump to something else because i'm bored of doing this yeah and musically i think it's just a more mature sound because of that 
that that makes perfect sense. As I say, <laughs> when I when I got sent the record again, I, I there's certain albums I I sort of jump with a little bit of glim and go, oh okay, this is gonna be fun. Like sack off all work for the rest of the afternoon. This is what I'm doing. It was, it was exactly <laughs> so, yeah, it's, nice. it's, a, it's a fucking wicked record. It really really is. And you know what? It, it's one of those things. It's um a friend of mine has an argument and says that if someone like yourselves um, also spring to mind like Corn Deftones, if they just went away for like a period of time and then came back, they would be the fucking biggest band ever because the nostalgia makes the heart grow fonder, or so they say. And it's kind of like you've just consistently just put out fantastic records one after the other, one after the other. And it's a testament to you guys as musicians, but also just like how fucking, do you know what I mean? Like how good you guys are. Sorry, I'm just gushing now, but. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be sorry. Thank you for being so kind and supportive of the band. Honestly, it means a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's humbling to be in the position I am in because I, I, I don't see myself as, as someone who's different than you in any way. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that requires a lot of work and having this podcast. And I'm sure you yeah. get messages from listeners who are like, Matt, thank you for doing this podcast. This is awesome. I love right. hearing you do this or say that. And, um, so I, I feel like we're in similar, you know, shoes in life, even though our, our jobs are much different, but, yeah. um, it's it's very it's very neat to be in a band with guys who work as hard as the guys in my band do, and Absolutely. you don't always see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, I love all the guys in my band all the time, and we always see eye to eye. It's like, no, we don't. Yeah. But cool. what's the point of living your life if you're always surrounded by people who believe and agree with you about everything? What what's what would be the point of being married to someone if your spouse was exactly like you? I think one of the things that's so awesome about being in this band is that we are five different human beings who can come together and create something that so many people can relate to. Yeah. So many people can interpret in a way that is meaningful to them and makes a positive, a net positive difference in their lives. I think that that is just one of the the coolest things. And, and, And to know that I can do that with my life is, really just i just sit here and i say god thank you for giving me this gift and the opportunity to do this because if if it's for his glory i'm very happy and when i look around and i see what's happening with the band's success it's it's really awesome yeah absolutely that's something i wanted to to touch on as well in terms of because i i am a drummer not nowhere near to the caliber of yourself but I kind of wanted to know if, if we can slightly touch on it. Is kind of where did your kind of musical journey start? Where did how did you kind of first get into drums and things? Because I'm just going to nerd out on drums for a second. Apologies, everyone. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, here they are. There we go. Lovely right stuff. behind me. <laughs> Need some tuning, but uh, you know it'll work. Um, yeah, so I I, st- I started playing drums because I was playing piano. Sounds Mm -hmm. kind of funny, but I was on my way back from piano lessons and on the dashboard of my mom's car, she was driving. I was 14 or 15. I was counting with my fingers. One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one. And I realized that I was starting and ending on a different finger every Mm -hmm. time, even though I have five, four fingers and a thumb. Yeah. Should work out that I start and stop. Well, it just blew my mind that this was happening. And what I didn't realize is I was playing a polyrhythm before even knowing what a polyrhythm was, which is you have 
five, but yet you're starting the ending on different fingers. So anyway, I looked at my mom and I said, mom, I would like to quit playing piano, please. <laughs> and I would like to buy a drum set. And my mom's like, sure, no problem, Matt. Your dad will probably have something else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, all right, we'll see what happens. So my dad got home and sure enough, he's like, Matt, you have been into skateboarding, BMX, motocross, back to skateboarding, back to BMX, back to skateboarding in the last four years. It's probably not a good idea for you to spend all this money on drum set. Let's get you a snare drum. You play on it for a year and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And I stuck, I stuck with it for a year. I didn't love it, but I was committed to getting to a drum set eventually. Yeah, of course. And that's what happened. I got a drum set. I, have, I was in a pop punk band for like three weeks. We never played a show. And then I met the guys in August Burns Red. Started August Burns Red with JB and Brent in 2003 and just started working. Covering yeah. songs, writing songs, booking shows, recording an album, a demo that we <laughs> shall not speak of. Toured a little bit, recorded an EP, toured some more, got signed to Solid State. And I've just been working at making myself better on the kit. Yeah. All, all, you know, all the while in between shows, in between tours. What I would say about getting good at an instrument is if you want to be good at an instrument, give yourself a timeline or what I call a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. So if you take the band out of the equation, I don't think I would be all that good at drums. I wasn't born with that much natural ability, mm -hmm. but I had all these deadlines. Yep. Deadline, not timeline. Deadline, pressure cooker. I like the idea of pressure cooker because it's like, if you don't do this, it's going to explode. Yeah. And so if I have a show coming up on Friday and it's Monday and yeah. I'm not good at three out of the four songs, Either I'm going to show up and look like an idiot or I'm going to sit down and practice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and my personality tells me you can't, you, you can't be bad at this. You got to stay committed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I got better at my instrument. That, that, that's, that's brilliant. I was going to say, I, I can liken to test that. So this conversation, I've got an absolute stack of notes on my other screen, but not looked at it. Don't need to because <laughs> genuinely just a fan of your band and like want to pick your brain. Whereas yeah. other, other bands I have on who I'm not so familiar with or whatever else, it's kind of like, if I'm not fully prepared and locked in, then it can fall to shit in like a yeah. second. And that's mm -hmm. not okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hear um, you. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a couple of final questions before i let you on your way and, and the first of which is obviously being 20 years in a band um you must have some good tour stories do you have anything you could share that springs to mind mm -hmm. absolutely um okay so I'll, I'll stay away from the pranking world because yeah, i feel like that gets talked about a lot but mm. there's a one there's one story in particular that i'll never forget we were at the very end of three months of touring, mm -hmm. we had done a full U.S. tour, flew pretty much straight to Europe, toured for a month, and we were back in the U.S. with Under Oath and Emery. Mm -hmm. It was a Christmas time tour, so much yeah. so that Emery was starting their show off with um, a, their take on White Christmas. Amazing. <laughs> so we finished the tour in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Some of the guys flew home some of us drove we have yeah. a van and a trailer and 
we were driving home. I was Jake's driving partner sitting shotgun. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we didn't realize was because we were driving at night, our wheel bearing in our trailer blew up and started on fire. Oh, nice. So we were grounded. Mm. We pulled over, took the wheel off, limped our way to a shop. It was the weekend. So we were grounded somewhere near Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Still had another 500 miles to go. The whole drive should have really only taken us maybe a day, day and a half. Well, a nor'easter snowstorm was blowing into the U.S., specifically where we were headed, but yeah. we're fine. We're going to yeah. beat it by like a day and a half. Well, not anymore. So a day and a half went by. We're still stuck. We get our wheel fixed, and we're back on the road, and um, it snowed so much, Matt. Mm-hmm. It snowed so much. I was on a road following a plow truck, yeah. snow plow truck, and the snow plow truck slid off of the road and got stuck. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're in trouble. It took yeah. us three days to get home. Wow. It was a nightmare, but it was kind of hilarious because we just made the most out of it. And some of the guys were going from the van back to the trailer to just like be silly and get out of the van for a little bit and then traffic would start moving. And so they would be in the trailer while driving and then we'd stop and they'd come up. We just had like just this amazing time trying to get home right before Christmas. It kind of felt like home alone where you have, you know, Kevin McAllister's mom is is stranded somewhere and can't get home and the jazz band takes her Um, wild times. And that's what it's like being in a band. You know, people think, think people think about the, the stage and the big shows and the tour bus yeah. for years and years. We were we were doing it the way you do it, which is however it needs to be done. You just keep going. Absolutely. So so what we can confirm is Home Alone, what, six or seven film we on now will feature August Burns Red reenacting that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt tries to get home to his farm. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, a, a question I like to ask um, my guests and things. So you have to take this with a little bit of backstory. So basically when, and this is sarcasm, when I'm a m- massive, rich, famous podcaster and I can invite all of the bands that have been on the podcast to play my dream festival, when the festival will be somewhere hot, somewhere nice, um, I'm asking every band to add one thing to the rider of that festival. And it can be as outlandish as you like. So we've had people say we want a sauna, we want a hot tub, we want like a petting zoo, like whatever. Oh, cool. All the way down to we just want like bean bags, like water. Like, what would you like to add? You can have anything you like. Oh, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> okay. Can we get a I just thought of something that's just somewhat random, but I think it's everyone would way. be able to enjoy it. It's the best way. I th- I think we should get a triaxial load of topsoil. Okay. Screen screen topsoil so it's not real rocky, it's easier to work with. Yeah. A small skid loader and a bunch of shovels and a few tampers. Yeah. And we have some space to build a remote control track. Full-blown oh, oval and nice. we get like four or five go what are they called? Tra- go tracks or the uh, remote control, you know, yeah, trucks, yeah. Like, cars, uh, hot wheel things. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And with... the ones we can jump, they gotta have good, yeah. good, good, good springs on them. Okay, we're not messing around here. And uh, we just have a, a table with four or five of these and the controllers, 
bunch of batteries so we can just keep going and going and going and we just have races we build jumps we build berms we build tabletops we build doubles triples and we just race remote control cars backstage on the dirt I love that. That is easily the most extra, but yet most like <laughs> without, without trying to offend you, you, you sound like the biggest, like in a child. Like, I love that. That's so me, <laughs> so me as well. Like, I, yeah, I love that. That's brilliant. Um, Matt, thank I'm not you offended. So- I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I ask every single guest the final question. Um, and that is simply, what is the best thing about being a musician slash being in a band in your opinion? It would be easily far and above the conversations I get to have with people. I would never meet otherwise. So Mm -hmm. someone like yourself, someone like a fan I meet at the barricade after we're done playing, I get to shake hands with, give them a hug, take a picture, hear their story. Um, And then you think all over the world, we have that opportunity every time we play a show, anywhere, anytime any culture, any religion, any worldview, music is the the common denominator. And if it weren't for the fact that I was in this band, I wouldn't be in that position. So the relationships and the conversations and the people I get to meet. I love that. Is there yep. anything that you would like to add on to the end of this podcast? So Death Below is out now. American tour happening very soon. Um, loads of festival summer dates, I'm assuming, in the works, if not already announced. What Anything I've missed? I think you covered everything. I really hope everyone enjoys Death Below and hopefully we will be in the UK and Europe and worldwide, wherever you are listening to this, uh, to play a show and make sure to come up and say hi. Thank you so much for having me on here, Matt. Absolutely. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been my conversation with Matt of August Burns Red. This has been a pleasure. You've been you. We'll see you very next time. Peace out, everybody. Peace. There we go. How good was that? I told you it was a good one. Uh, yeah, shout out to Matt for being an absolute legend. Shout out to Joe, uh, uh, who looks after their PR. Uh, I knew it said Nuclear Blast Record, but they're on Sharp Tone Records, but they, they're the same uh, thing. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, check out all the previous episodes we've got on the podcast. We've had uh, Pendulum on recently. We've had Dream State on recently. We've got some fantastic stuff in the back catalog, so go and check that out. And also, coming in the next couple of days, I've got a hunt. 100th it's a 200th even episode special so enjoy that and um we'll catch you next time see you in a bit bye